I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to Ask Me No Wall, broadcasting from beautiful South Germany. Except no substitutes. Hello and welcome back to Millwall Lionesses. Thank you all for tuning in to our first episode. We are back. My name is Ryan Loftus and with me, as ever, it's only the second time, but as ever is Michael Avery. How are you this evening, Michael? As ever, it's going well. We'll see how the third um, edition goes, Ryan, before we start getting too punctual, mate. There we are. We don't want any drama queen, drama queen splits this early on, especially. And joining us today, um, our next special guest is Libby Stubbs, captain of Millwall Lionesses. Libby, welcome to the podcast. And how are you? Hello, I'm doing great. Thank you. Great to be on. Thank you for coming on today. So we just thought, you know, for the listeners out there who don't know too much about the Lionesses um, and want to get involved this upcoming season, we'd get you on and chat to you a bit about your involvement with the club, obviously matters on the pitch, matters off the pitch, but um, also to get to know you. So maybe just take us through to start how you got involved with the Lionesses, a bit about you as a player, a bit about you um, as a person as well. Yeah, cool. So um, I joined last last season, so I ne- like obviously Millwall's a massive club and a massive name, so I didn't really think that personally I'd be good enough to get to get to it. So um yeah, very thankful to be involved. Um so I was at Leighton Orient, it just wasn't working out for me. Um come over to Millwall and yeah, I've been loving every second since I've been here. So club's great, history's great and the vision and the fans just yeah, just it, it feels like a proper family team and that's what I like about football. Um, so yeah, I'm loving it so far. And how about you as a player? Yeah, so um, I've been playing since I was about five. Um, I started off in a boys' team because that's all that was around back then. Um, I say back then, but it was it wasn't back then. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so started off at boys' team, just grassroots level since um, about sixteen. Then I joined. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Embarking Abbey, which is like a sixth form. Um, college team and they play like likes of Chelsea, colleges, Arsenal, um, things like that. And then I went off to the States for about six months, um, got a scholarship out there in Missouri and to be honest I got too homesick so um, the comforts of mum and dad cooking were uh, <laughs> were very far away so I decided to come back at Christmas and then then like I said yeah I joined Leighton Orient. Um, the September of that year so I think it's like 2016 and then from then played with them the vet development level and then wanted to step up to first team so um joined Millwall and yeah like I said been loving it 
ever since I've come. Just just for the fans, I mean, like obviously it, it's easy from me from an official point of view to say how big Mill Lionesses are. And, you know, Ryan's obviously a fan of Millwall as a club as am I. Um, so, you know, obviously we, we, we look at it with a bit more blue tinted glasses than some others. But <laughs> you, you touched on it just 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 from like a sort of female footballer's point of view and, and, and someone who grew up, you know, watching a lot of female football. Can you just tell the listeners who, who might think, oh, well, you know, we've seen Millwall might have won a couple of um, FA Cups and, you know, they produce players. But, but for a young player, just how big are Millwall Lionesses in the women's game? Yeah, they're... They're probably one of the biggest teams in the women's game, which makes it so, so much better to be a part of it now because I want to be the team that's building it back up again. Um, so, yeah, they've, I've been following Millwall probably since I'm about 10, as well as all the other women's teams. And, yeah, it, the club in the women's game is, is massive and it'll always be a massive club. So to be a part of it, I'm very, very honoured. And, and and I know as well, from from, from working with you um, the start of this season and the end of last year and also um, um, like through, through, the, through the season as well, you know, um, I know for, I know just how much that armband means as well. It was a real honour real honor to follow such great, great names, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, very honoured to be, to be able to be captain of, of the club, of the team. Um, like I said, my sometimes my confidence levels in myself and in my football aren't where they should, probably should be. So to be able to have people see that I'm I'm a natural leader and um, see that I'm able to lead the team and lead such a big t- a big name in the women's game, like again, like I said, it just just makes me so proud. Um, and honoured to be able to do it. And you, you said you joined the club last season, um, obviously following those kind of phoenix rise from the, the lower tiers. Yeah. How was last season for us? We covered it a bit on the, the last podcast, but for you as captain and as a, you know, playing in the team, you had a really strong season on the pitch, but then obviously coronavirus halted any promotion chance. Um, how was it on the pitch and how were the players, you know, after that kind of disappointment maybe? Yeah, I mean, we had obviously an outstanding season as a whole new team, as a whole whole new group of players. Um, to go a season unbeaten and only get beaten in the Cups is just is such a great achievement. Um, and then even when we did play in the Cups, we were playing against the higher teams and we played up to their level. It was just unfortunate um, to miss out. But the group, because I think because we're all started in the same boat, um, we are such a close-knit, um, team uh, on and off the pitch and um, I think that does definitely show on the pitch we all work for each other um, but yeah obviously with the coronavirus and the leagues null and void it was obviously very very gutting at the time um, there's obviously bigger things going on in the world but when you've worked so hard all season and the trophy is literally uh, in touching distance for that to be taken away it was quite gutting but we're starting again, starting again fresh, um, and we'll we'll get it again, and we'll win. We'll win. We'll just win this season rather than last season. So yeah, that that's that's obviously the main goal this season is to carry on. That's the confidence people want to hear. And obviously, yeah. you're saying it's a it's a fresh start this year. You were we were talking just before we started recording, listeners, and uh, Libby was telling me she's finally managed to get back on the pitch as uh, coronavirus is lifting. How have the early stages been getting back on? seeing the trials and obviously working with the new manager um, in Katie Whitmore. 
yeah, oh, it, I cannot explain how happy I was to get back on that pitch. I, I had my, um, I was obviously doing one-to-one training and stuff and doing running, but after a while, that you just need you need your team around you and the just just the team the team vibes and everything and being able to actually pl- pass to someone that can kick the ball other than my mum was um, was another good thing. But yeah, getting back to it, um, obviously Katie's and Nick have come in new. Um, I think me and Katie are on the same wavelength with what we want to achieve um, this season. We've had a few phone calls and talked about things and I'm very, very positive, obviously, for the season ahead. And then following on from our training session that we had as a group, um, now that we're able to, yeah, that was really good intensity for the first session back. Yeah, very, very excited for next season. And yeah, it's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be really good. No, indeed, indeed. So we've... Um... Like as as we said um, prior to the show, we want to put some like personal bits in as well, so we get to know you a bit better. So, um, unfortunately, to those diehard Millwall fans, you might want to cover your ears for these bits. So you're you're uh, you're, a, you're actually a Chelsea fan, aren't you? Uh, by birth. Don't. Unfortunately, um, but so we won't mention what happened recently with uh, the cup final. Sorry, um, I've just got uh, over it. I don't want to get yeah. over it. <laughs> I'll try being a Millwall fan. Most most games are cup finals that you end up. With, but, um, <laughs> But if but, but here's one for you. If 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 um if it was the 90th minute, Millwall yeah. Lionesses, your plan for the side versus Chelsea. 90th minute, it's nil nil. Chelsea draw, they win the WSL, or Millwall score, we win the WSL. What would you be doing? Well, <laughs> that's, it's obvious. I'm still a competitive competitive person, and even though I support Chelsea, um, we're we're looking to win. So. So you'd pass it to someone else and let them score. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wouldn't be trying to score. <laughs> Say you wouldn't be trying to score, Louis. And just for for listeners to get an idea of the the sort of player you are, I wonder if you could tell us maybe who some of your footballing icons were growing up and obviously are today. Um, you know, who who do you look to model your game on, or what do you watch for when you're watching football? Um, so, say when I was younger, um, obviously the women's game wasn't as massive so you had the likes of Kelly Smith she was definitely a massive icon to me a role model um and then in the men's game Paul Scholes is my he is my god (laughs) (laughs) I I absolutely love him and um obviously the likes of David Beckham and then at the minute um obviously being a Chelsea fan Kante is someone that I really enjoy watching I think he's a good a good player and someone I like to think I try I try at least to be <laughs> to be similar like getting back defending um I'm more of a defensive sentiment than attacking but that's definitely something that I'm looking to improve on in my game this season and actually get on a score sheet well I think that role is called the the unsung hero of the side isn't it you know yeah. you're, uh, you're doing yeah. all the work while the others are getting the glory which is uh yeah, exactly. you know, it's a shame. that's how I see it anyway I'm definitely I'm sure, the, I'm sure the girls agree with you on that as well. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I hope so. So talk to us a bit about, you know, what you can with the trials so far. How how have you found, you know, the, those um, coming in, looking to play for the side, the, the quality, the the attitude, you know, what have you as the captain? Obviously, you have a yeah. big role in terms of setting the tone and making sure people are welcome and making sure that you're playing as a unit and, you know, you're more than just players on a pitch that your teammates. How, how has it been with those coming in this season? Yeah, well, obviously I can't say too much, but... Um... 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What, what, has, what I saw at the trials was really, really good, as well as on the, on the ball stuff, you're looking for off the ball. So everyone, everyone had good, even though obviously lockdown has happened and people probably weren't trained as much. Um, yeah, it was good. It was good quality. And um Girls are all all lovely, lovely people. Um, like I said, because we are such a tight knit group, you wouldn't really want people coming in and um, not getting involved in that. But um, yeah, like as, as captain, like you said, I need I have to make sure everyone feels welcome, and hopefully, people that have come in do feel welcome. I I think that um, it's gelling quite well so far. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled. That's all I can say. <laughs> Oh no, indeed, indeed, Libby. So, um, so we, we've we've touched on the trials, um, trials a little bit, and you know we've had some great trialists arrive. We've seen that um, there's a recent interview with Katie on the uh, Mill Linus's website. She was really happy with all trialists, not mm-hmm. just um, the ones who progressed, but also those who who came along because they really yeah. got the chance to express themselves. And you and you know, as I do, how trials work. That you know, if a player's not ready this season, that doesn't mean they won't be ready in two, three years' time, anything like that. But just to just to look on as well, um, looking at the upcoming preseason, I mean, I mean, there's some big games there. But I mean, like I'll, I'll be on the sidelines. You know, Ryan maybe will come to a game or two in his sort of uh, media capacity. But as as a player, how does it feel playing against the types of, you know, um, so like Alsford and like a London Bees eleven and Billericke and, and and knowing that and as you say that talking to Katie that. You know the Billerickies and the hashtags and all these other teams here and there. That's the level you want to be at. So how does it feel 
potentially playing these sides in these friendlies. And again, like just said it there, especially London Bees, who who are so so high up in the pyramid. Yeah, well, obviously, you get that sense of nerves because we haven't played together in don't know how many months, and uh, you got new people coming in. You don't know how it'll work, but I'm very excited to 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 play these games. I think because obviously that's where we want to be. It's good to see maybe we will compete and hopefully we will and we'll hopefully win win a couple games and then then see yeah we can we can progress and um being so early on um it'll give us massive massive confidence for the rest of the season if we do get some results from the from them pre-season games and then obviously like you said being able to play London Bees 11 the yeah that's that's going to be something massive for myself in my career as well as all the other girls I'm sure um but yeah, we've just got to step it up and make sure that we perform so we know where we're at for the season, what we need to work on and things like that. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to playing such big names. It'll be good. We know we, we, we spoke last week to Nick about the ambitions that both he and Katie have for the squad. What could you tell us from, from your side, uh, your ambitions to with the squad? Obviously, promotion is the aim in terms of replicating what you did last year and just seeing the job through. Obviously, you spoke about the cup runs, and obviously, just as a personal development aspect, what are what are your ambitions for for the season coming up, and maybe the, uh, the couple of years beyond that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, our next season, the only goal that I have for myself and for the team is to win the league. Like that is the number one goal, um, which we should have no no dramas getting to. I believe it will be able to do that. Um, but then also the FA Cup runs, the League Cup runs. I think we could, as well as get the League trophy, I think we could get a couple cups as well, which would be the dream season to have a have a league and a cup um, cup win as well. And then obviously for further on um, promotion next season, and then go back up up the leagues. And hopefully, I want to be I want to be there leading the team back up the leagues. My ambition is to stay stay with the club as long as I possibly can and to help help the club grow again and be back to where they deserve to be really no indeed indeed and with with, with what you were saying there and and, and again this uh, you know we we you know a lot what's going on behind the scenes as well you this there's as 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 you know as I, as I know and some listeners know that I'm I'm obviously involved behind the scenes as well but even now they did there's just such a real feel-good atmosphere with the club that, like as as we said on the last pod with Nick, that a lot of teams may say, "Oh, we we aim to be here, we aim to be there," and obviously, it, it's not sort of pipe dreams, if you will, or, or sort of unrealistic optimism. But with us, there, there's there's that real belief, isn't there, that that we can get there. We've got fantastic facilities, as as we've said. Uh, the backroom strategy we've got with the committee and everything like that. Have you have you ever been involved with a team? Not not so much with the history um, of of what they were and who they were and what they achieved, but I mean even just the structure. And and can you as well maybe touch on a bit of of the support you get from like the fans as well? You know, like um, so, so someone who looks at the social media pages is quite a lot. The the support we get from the men's team's fan base as well as the females fan base obviously is is huge, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is crazy. I've never been at a game where there's more than ten people, other than when I was in America. But that's that's a different story because that's that's no, the thing out there. Game, yeah. Um, but yeah, whilst I've been playing 
over here. I don't think I've been in such a great facility. Like our St Paul's is an amazing facility to have as our home ground. Um, and yeah, like you said, the fans that come down and support, I've never had such such a big following and seeing people wanting you to do well makes you pl- makes you a better player it makes you want to do it for them as well as as well as yourself because you see how much the club means to the fans and how much they were heartbroken by what happened um so as a as a player and obviously as the captain I want to I want to show the fans that we're with them and we as a whole team and as background scarf we want to do it for them and show them that we are we can get back up to where they deserve to be and yeah to have their support behind us just it means the world it really does it's great that the and the facilities that um that we have at the minute is just unheard of in our in our tier um because obviously there's quite in women's football it's growing it's growing now but money obviously has been an issue um some men's clubs don't support the women's teams as they should do. I'm obviously not going to name any clubs, but it's oh. not, it's not, um, yeah, it's it's not supported as I'm, as much as I am at Millwall. Like the club is behind everyone, and yeah, it's great. It's great to have. I think that's that's such a positive thing to hear. I mean, we we heard it last week with Nick, and you know, with others like Michael always, um, you know, emphasises that. But I think for the players. It's it's a really big thing, especially the, the the fans being there. I think it's something that, especially in the men's game, it does get drowned out in the noise. But for the lionesses, you can see the difference it makes um, on the pitch with the team. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just like I said, just having having the support of the club and the fans as a whole, and knowing that you've got other people that want you to succeed, and it just gives you that little bit more pride to be able to represent that team and to be able to represent the badge um, and that's what you want to do it for at the end of the day Brilliant, while we have you here Libby, I think, you know, a lot of the the Millwall fans listening to this, you know, they may not be up to date with who's who in the Lionesses squad, they may be maybe hearing about it for the first time, they may not be that familiar, I don't know if you've ever watched Soccer AM, I think most of us probably have but we're going to go through a bit of a teammate style questionnaire okay. for you and okay. uh, you can try try your best to, to not out anyone too badly we won't give you anything <laughs> I won't give you any hospital passes of the Chelsea versus Millwall that Michael posts you yeah you just, you know, take us through some take us tell us about who's in your team so if we start off who's the biggest joker in the squad oh that's got to be Molly she honestly every single train every single training session even in in our team group chat she's always going off for one trying to make crack a joke constantly yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Most intelligent? Uh, Kelly, by far. <laughs> yeah. So that's wise head there at the back. I think yeah. that that helps with the the goalkeeper being the most intelligent. Probably probably stops a few goals going through the season. Yeah. Um, definitely. Biggest moaner. Biggest moaner. Oh, I don't know. there's a couple. <laughs> there's a couple. Um. Oh, probably Shannon. <laughs> Shannon, fair enough. You know, it's always those tricky forwards, you know, those, those wingers who they don't quite fancy. If it's, if it's a bit nippy, you know, they don't, they, they do like a moan, you know, they've got to make sure yeah. they have the gloves and, and the socks up high. Um, yeah, I have to say, on, on that, um, on that 
point of the biggest biggest moaner. I, I remember when we went to uh, just before lockdown when we played Hoddesdon Towns um, at Cray Valley. We got all the really nice photos of everyone warming up and all the bits for media. All of Shannon's, she had a face like a smacked you know what all the way through, and we were like, we can't really put those ones up. A little bit of rain, and Shannon got the ump. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I suppose, I suppose when you when you deliver a few uh, a few screamers in a season, you you probably you probably allowed a moment yeah, allowed now and then. Yeah, yeah. Um, hardest working. I mean, obviously, obviously, other than yourself. Oh well, it's obviously got to be me. No, um, uh, hardest working. Uh, Joe, you know Alyssa, our um, our American friend. Lovely. And who's the big sister of the group? Big sister, Sean, by far. Lovely. And then one to end, Millwall or Chelsea? Millwall Chelsea? What? Don't let me do that. <laughs> you know, we'll, 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 we'll let you off that one. That was, that was the curveball. That was the curveball. So this is, you know, we've obviously talked about the backing that the fans will give you. Um, and I think the numbers that you had last year, having that replicated this season, would be, would be brilliant. Um, how about the support off the pitch? So obviously we've got Michael, you've got the press team, but the, the, those in the backroom staff, how has how have they been since you joined the club? Yeah, they've obviously been excellent as well. So you've got the likes of Michael and Max Alex and then the likes of um Teddy as well, who do the work behind the scenes. It doesn't get it it obviously doesn't get seen and probably doesn't get as much recognition as it deserves, but without them people we won't we wouldn't have had half of what we have right right now. So yeah. Very, very thankful to have such a great back in um, in the committee that we've got now as well. Um, and yeah, off the pitch, the media um, and everything like that, giving us the, the oh, I can't think of the word, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, 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 no problem. And just, um, and uh, just, 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 just a sort of final, final note, if you will. So um, you, you've said about the sort of fans of backing and everything like that, but do, do you have a, do you have a message for any of the fans when you know when we are allowed sort of um, fans back in attendance and you know what they can expect from from the Lionesses this season? I know you I know you've touched on slightly about you know this is the aim, but you know what if if someone was to go to St Paul's, what what sort of brand of football would they see and what can they expect from the side? If someone's coming to St Paul's, so you would see every single player on that pitch playing for the badge on their shirt and playing to to win we don't we don't go out there thinking oh yeah draw will do today we go out there and we we will make sure that we win every single game because that's that's the only goal that we have that is the attitude that Millwall fans want to hear so your first pre-season fixture is just over a month away Ellsford at home at St Paul's how excited are you for it yeah absolutely buzzing to get back out and play um I've missed I've missed it so much like since I've like I said I've been playing since I was five and this is probably the longest time I've had not not playing football so I'm very excited to get back out there get playing with the girls and get get some get some good results and to yeah be back on the pitch again it'll be great brilliant well thank you very much Libby for joining us um I'm sure that has added a lot of colour to the Millwall Linus squad and I'm sure we'll have you again on the podcast during the season. Just uh, just when we're celebrating your 10th goal of the season, I think we'll, we'll have you back yeah, on exactly. and uh, exactly. we'll go through some of the highlights of the real <laughs> Yeah. Thank you very much, Libby. Um, Michael, shall we give her the honours of the, the bye for now? No, indeed. Yes, Libby, please do. Bye for now. Thank you. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.